2 Kings chapter 22 The Lord is very merciful and long-suffering. He had already said during Hezekiah's reign that he was going to take down Jerusalem because of Hezekiah's sin in showing the Babylonians all of the riches of the Lord. And then Hezekiah's son Manasseh was incredibly evil and God again said that he was going to destroy Jerusalem because of Manasseh's great, great sin. But two more generations passed. Amon passed and now we have King Josiah in this chapter. King Josiah is going to be a good king, but notice how many generations pass from the time that God cursed Jerusalem to the time that it would actually see trouble. And that's because of the long-suffering of God, meaning that he puts up with us for a very long time before he takes action against us. He's very forgiving. He wants to forgive, which means we have a lot of time to repent. The people of Judah could have repented a lot sooner. Verse 1. Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign, and he reigned thirty and one years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Jedidah, the daughter of Ediah of Bozkoth. Two, and he did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord, and walked in all the way of David his father, and turned not aside to the right hand or to the left. He followed all the commandments that David followed. This is very beautiful, so he's another really great king of Judah. He's good, and he reigned until he was 39 years old, which isn't a very long reign. 3. And it came to pass in the 18th year of King Josiah that the king sent Shephan, the son of Azaliah, the son of Meshulam, the scribe, to the house of the Lord, saying, 4. Go up to Hilkiah, the high priest, that he may sum the money which is brought into the house of the Lord, which the keepers of the door have gathered of the people. 5. And let them deliver it into the hand of the workmen that have the oversight of the house of the Lord, and let them give it to the workmen that are in the house of the Lord to repair the breaches of the house. This is the second time that the temple has had repairs done to it since King Joash had repairs done, and now Josiah is having even more repairs done to the temple. And this is also the sign of a good king, is being a good steward of what the Lord gave the people of Judah. 6. Unto the carpenters, and to the builders, and to the masons, and for buying timber and hewn stone to repair the house. Josiah is ordering Hilkiah the high priest to count the money that's brought into the house of the Lord at the door, and then distribute it to the workmen who will make repairs. 7. Howbeit there was no reckoning made with them of the money that was delivered into their hand, for they dealt faithfully. Just like in Joash's time, the contractors were honest about the money that they received and how much they used for their repair projects, and they didn't rip off the Lord. 8. And Hilkiah the high priest said unto Shephan the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Hilkiah delivered the book to Shephan, and he read it. The scribe is the historian, so it makes sense that the historian would read a book that's been found that had been lost. And the priest found it, and that makes sense that the priest would find it because the priest has access to all the rooms in the temple that not everyone else would have access to. 
9. And Shaphan the scribe came to the king and brought back word unto the king and said, Thy servants have poured out the money that was found in the house, and have delivered it into the hand of the workmen that have the oversight of the house of the Lord. 10. And Shephan the scribe told the king, saying, Hilkiah the priest hath delivered me a book. And Shephan read it before the king. Notice that while the king Josiah is doing something very good, which is restoring the temple, something good happens to Israel, which is that God, through that restoration project, reveals a hidden book of the law that the Israelites really need to read because they have been sinning up to this point because they didn't know what the law was. And now God is going to reveal to them the laws that they had forgotten or not ever heard in their generation. It's a blessing when God reveals to you your sin or his law regarding your sin so that you have the opportunity to repent and get right with him. That is a massive blessing. It's going to pay off in eternity. So whenever we're reminded of our sin, we should be very thankful that we're being given this opportunity to repent. 10. And Shephan the scribe told the king, saying, Hilkiah the priest hath delivered me a book. And Shephan read it before the king. He read it out loud to King Josiah. 11. And it came to pass, when the king had heard the words of the book of the law, that he rent his clothes, he tore his clothes in mourning. 12. And the king commanded Hilkiah the priest, and Ahikam the son of Shephan, and Achbor the son of Micaiah, and Shephan the scribe, and Isaiah the king's servant, saying, To these five men who are leaders in the king's household, he says, 13, Go ye, inquire of the Lord for me, and for the people, and for all Judah, concerning the words of this book that is found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is kindled against us, because our fathers have not hearkened unto the words of this book, to do according unto all that which is written concerning us. Once the king heard the book read out loud to him by Shephan, he realized how much Israel and Judah had been sinning, and he wants these men to pray for Israel to be forgiven. 14. So Hilkiah the priest and Ahikam and Akbor and Shephan and Isaiah went unto Huldah the prophetess, the wife of Shalom, the son of Tikva, the son of Harhas, keeper of the wardrobe. Now she dwelt in Jerusalem in the second quarter, and they spoke with her. Jerusalem is divided into quarters, and she's in the so-called second quarter. That's where she lives. She's a prophetess. And these five men have now gone to her to get a word from the Lord. They're going to pray to God and ask him to give her a word for them. She must be a prophetess of good reputation. 15. And she said unto them, Thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, Tell ye the man that sent you unto me. She has a word from the Lord saying, Tell the man who sent you, which is the king, Josiah himself. 16. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will bring evil upon this place, and upon the inhabitants thereof, even all the words of the book which the king of Judah hath read. 17. Because they have forsaken me, and have offered unto other gods, that they might provoke me with all the work of their hands, therefore my wrath shall be kindled against this place, and it shall not be quenched. 18. But unto the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord, thus shall ye say to him, It seems unfair that God is going to punish the Israelites right when they're in the process of repenting. Josiah is now king. He's teaching all the Israelites to obey the law. And now that he found a book of the law, which showed him even more laws that he wasn't aware of, he's now in a repentant state 
and he's asking the Lord to forgive Israel. And I'm sure he's going to cause Israel to obey the laws that he just read. So it seems strange that the two evil kings that reigned before him, God never punished them. But now God is going to send punishment in Josiah's time. But we have to remember this has a lot to do with the long-suffering of God and the fact that he's doing a couple of things. God is revealing why he's punishing the Israelites before he punishes them, because he revealed this hidden book of the law so that they know why they're being punished. Secondly, he's doing it during a good king's reign, which means there is a great opportunity for the people to repent. If he had done this during an evil king's reign, the people would have never wanted to repent or seen that they needed to. And now this is the perfect time for them to repent. So God's timing is always perfect, even if it doesn't make sense to us. 18. But unto the king of Judah who sent you to inquire of the Lord, thus shall ye say to him, Thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, as touching the words which thou hast heard, meaning concerning this prophecy that you have just heard, that God is going to punish Judah and Israel. I also want you to know, 19, because thy heart was tender, and thou didst humble thyself before the Lord, when thou heardest what I spoke against this place, and against the inhabitants thereof, that they should become an astonishment and a curse, and hast rent thy clothes, and wept before me, I also have heard thee, saith the Lord. 20. Therefore, behold, I will gather thee to thy fathers, and thou shalt be gathered to thy grave in peace. Neither shall thine eyes see all the evil which I will bring upon this place. And they brought back word unto the king. God is going to destroy Jerusalem and Israel, but not during Josiah's time, because Josiah was repentant, and he felt really bad about all of the sin that Israel had done. And because of that, God is going to let Josiah die in peace and not have to see any of the mayhem that will come. And it is good that the Lord revealed all of this in Josiah's time for the two reasons I told you, and now we've seen it come true. Because Josiah was repentant, when God brings the evil to Israel, it will probably be less than what it would have been had Josiah been an evil king. And that concludes Second Kings chapter 22.